0: listening to Fox Sports Radio. radio, radio, radio. Fez when it, when it here's my question for you. If I got a little frisky and I wanted to bet on Aaron Rodgers being the starting quarterback week 1 for the Green Bay Packers. What are we looking at? Like, like, how, like what, what's the payoff there? Because I've seen some stuff out there that it was like two or three to one, uh, that he would still be the starter week one. But as the days go on and more reports come out, you're getting more and more people like a Peter King, uh, who was on Fox Sports Radio yesterday talking about Aaron Rodgers being traded, and he feels like he's not going to be there week one. What are we looking at odds-wise as Aaron Rodgers being the starting quarterback week one for the Packers?
1: He is minus 125, so you have to risk 125 to win 100. Now, some of you out there, I'm sure, will ask, now, wait a minute, that means he's the favorite, right? Because you're minus 125. Well, it's complicated because this is a, a futures pool which has every one of the teams, and before the show, Mackenzie was doing some great research on this where he essentially backed it out the house edge associated the Dastardly bookie taking big vig on these bets, and even though Aaron Rodgers is minus 125 to be with Green Bay, so that's the most likely team. It's still less than 50 percent once you look at all the implied odds associated with all these different odds.
0: And see, and, and here's where this gets a little okay. See, you guys have taught me that, that bookies uh, – and, look, you guys call them cockroaches. Can I call them scumbags? Is that fair? Is, is that a fair thing to say on the air? I don't want a name call, but is that a fair, a fair representation, Fez? I
1: mean, it's factual, so.
0: Okay. Uh, listen, I mean, as long as I'm not, tell- I'm tell- I'm not telling lies, then, then there's some bookies out there that are scumbags. And, and they, they pull <laughs> some shenanigans to try and get the better of you when you're making a bet. Here's my question for you. If I bet Aaron Rodgers – being the Packers quarterback week one, and say, final preseason game or last practice, you know, he tweaks his hamstring a little bit and he ends up having to miss the first game of the year, but he's still on the roster. Do I lose my bet?
1: You have to check the fine print at each and every sports book. Some will say if he doesn't play week one, it's no action. Some will say, some will say based upon the first game that he plays in 2021, most of the book's... Do have a caveat that if he does not play anywhere in 2021, it would be a a refund.
0: Wow. Okay. So they'll they'll find. uh, So that just depends on the book and how generous they're feeling. The sports book can can determine and play by their own rules and make their own rules when it comes to that stuff.
1: And it can be a real problem getting crossing the T's and dotting the i's in terms of these props. And you can see how difficult it can be. And you don't want to have angry customers thinking they won and it turns out that they pushed, etc.
0: Okay, so we talked about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay and what that would do to that organization and that team. Let's talk about a couple other teams that have also been impacted. And we're going to start in your backyard, Steve Fezzik, and I'm not talking about the mansions or the estates of Las Vegas. What is it, Henderson, Somerville? Actually, you live on the top of the Luxor, don't you? Like You have a a condo on top of the point at the Luxor, from my understanding. Uh,
1: I don't not reside there anymore. I used to be really close. But Summerlin, <laughs> the Ridges, would probably be the uh, the number one <laughs> right. millionaire spot in Vegas.
0: All right. So, so the gated communities in, in Vegas. But we are going to talk about Vegas because it's the Las Vegas Raiders. Aaron Rodgers and the impact on Las Vegas, according to Vegas, has been what?
1: Now, this is very interesting. The Raiders' season win number was 7.5. And, and they had their draft. Two things have happened. There was the draft and there was... About a 10% chance, based upon current odds, that Aaron Rodgers is coming to the Raiders. Now, certainly it would be a significant upgrade to the Raiders of about two games to replace Carr with Aaron Rodgers. Yet the Raiders season win number, Jonas, has dropped from seven and a half to seven. And so that's what what's t- that tells me is that the Pro betters hate the Raiders draft. They hate the fact that the Raiders reached for Leatherwood in the first round, but that wouldn't be significant enough to make a move like this. So, a big thumbs down to the Raiders from the pro betters, and the only explanation is a poor draft.
0: So, they would just be an average team with Aaron Rodgers. You're saying the Raiders
1: nine win team, so just slightly above average. And here's the problem: the Raiders have a bad defense. The Raiders offense was good now it becomes great so they have very bad defense great offense win nine
0: games all right so the other team in the division that has been rumored to be in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes the team that he would be open to going to according to some of these reports that have been out there over the past several days Steve Fezzik are the Denver Broncos Aaron Rodgers as a Bronco what are we looking at
1: So the Denver Broncos, we'd have a three-win upgrade. They would go from, they were at 7.5 wins to 10.5 wins, Jonas, because Denver, pretty good defense, some weapons, and no quarterback, Drew Locke. Teddy Bridgewater. So this would be a huge upgrade for Denver. The books don't know what to do with Denver right now. They went ahead and said, you know what? I'm worried they're going to get Rodgers. They upgraded them. Latest number I see, closest number is eight and a half. So they moved Denver up as they should with a good chance to get Rodgers a full game to eight and a half i even saw a nine in some places
0: and so they would be around the 25th best team in the league right now the denver broncos as they're looked at with their current quarterback situation with drew lock and teddy bridgewater adding aaron Rodgers, they go from the 25th team to where in the nfl
1: number five immediately become a contender
0: Wow, just just by adding Aaron Rodgers. Um, that's amazing. And I've all, look, I've also thought a lot of people were critical of the Patrick Surtain pick by the Denver Broncos, and we're going to get into the draft a ton uh, coming up here later on in the show. I My first reaction when Denver made the decision to draft Patrick Sertain, this is also in an off season where, look, they, they added Kyle Fuller. Uh, he's been an all-pro before. Uh, he was a cap casualty in Chicago. He reunites with Vic Fangio in Denver. The fact that they drafted another cornerback didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It wasn't necessarily a need, but he was their best player on the board. And my thought was one of the needs for Green Bay, where they needed to get better at, was at the cornerback position. And I wondered whether or not, and I don't know if there's a a bet on this, Fez, or you can find this line anywhere. I wonder if there's a line on whether or not Patrick Sertain plays a down for the Denver Broncos like whether or not he's actually a Bronco come week one because that could be part of the trade package that goes back to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers and they might have drafted him knowing that that could be enticing to Green Bay at some point this offseason what do we have to, to exchange what do we have to give back here's what we got oh and you can take our number nine overall pick Patrick Surtain. we obviously know that you have a need in the secondary so I don't know if this is out there I don't know if anybody is offering this but Patrick Surtain, whether or not he's going to be on the roster for Denver come week one, I'd be fascinated to know what that line's at.
1: Now, that is a strong take. So That's what I'm talking
0: I... about. Let me tell you, Fez, you think all I do is play grab ass on weekend <laughs> overnights and talk to drunks? Let me, Fez, I got this under control, man. I know what I'm talking about here.
1: There will be no porn star or wrestler on no, SOV, not. Mr. <laughs> Jonas Knox, not. Prince of Darkness. <laughs> that is weekend. But uh, <laughs> I am confident saying that it's too obscure a prop that, if there happened to be this trade, would um, Certain be a part of it or will Certain be on the roster. I don't think we're going to see that, but I think it's a very clever prop.
0: Uh, Steve Fezzik Jonas Knox. This is uh, Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. In for RJ Bell. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Speaking of the draft, Fez, fifteen and six. You went fifteen and six in your props. Nobody listening to this show right now has ever gone fifteen and six in bets ever like if if i if i were to bet whether or not uh, i'm gonna make it down the stairs the next 10 trips without tearing an acl like i don't think that i could go 15 and 6 i i (laughs) I don't i couldn't do it fez you went 15 and 6 in the draft and it's still not good enough for your buddies in vegas what the hell happened well the draft is not like betting
1: the nba or the nfl it's i hate it's nothing is easy But the draft has unique betting opportunities. You know, kudos to RJ, who came out on the Thursday, the day of the draft, and said, hey, let me give you the six uh, round one picks that are really steaming. Money coming on Trey Lance, coming on Pitts to go early, Chase to go early, Waddle to go early. Uh, Phillips was being bet heavily. So was Horn. Those six guys, I would say, were pretty much a— Um, a good portfolio of guys that were being heavily invested in all the way up to the draft. It didn't matter if you bet the opening number or the closing number the information was good RJ was 6 and 0 on those bets alone and I spoke to some other pros one pro texted me that he was 11 and 0 and that I completely stink to have 6 losers <laughs> and another pro I'm embarrassed to say he made fun of the 11 and 0 guy cuz he, he bet so much in volume he was like 45 and 16 so the the books definitely got beat up on in Vegas here on the draft
0: Okay, so so what is the lesson learned here? Because I would argue that look, the draft is the, and and I've I've thought of that of this for the last couple of years. The NFL is the number one sport in this in this country, and it's not even close. College football is number two, and there are a lot of NBA fans who are probably uh, outraged by me saying that it's a fact. College football is bigger than the NBA. You you cannot like it all you want. I don't care. I'm just telling truths here on the air. So if you got the NFL, that's number one, and you got college football, that's number two it's the one night in which they're all in the same building and under the same roof together, which means it's huge, and it's only getting bigger. And when it moved out of New York and went to Chicago and Philly and Dallas uh, and and Cleveland this year, and then it's going to be Vegas next year, I think this is only going to get bigger, Fez. So for people out there When you see that you go 15-6 and and you're feeling good about it, but somebody somewhere in Vegas is laughing because they went 11-0 and and then somebody else went even better than that, what's the lesson and the biggest takeaway that you walk away from this year's draft that you bring with you to next year?
1: Two lessons. One, do your homework early. Have your projections ready because, frankly, a lot of these numbers, if you didn't bet them right at open – they got away from you, and I, I mentioned you know Mills and Mon, the two quarterbacks that were lined and projected to go in the third and fourth rounds, and if you made bets on them to go under, you literally, you were 99% almost to win those bets. The second lesson is don't be afraid to pay a little bit extra in VIG. By VIG, we mean vigorous. And so normally it's minus $1.10. It's okay to play minus $1.40, even minus $1.80, minus 2 dollars Once something becomes very clear, like it was that Pitts was going to go to Atlanta, number four, you could play him under five and a half, like minus two forty, 2 And it was a really strong bet right up to post. Those are the two lessons that I would give out. And I'm real curious to see the draft's going to be in Vegas next year. The sports books in Vegas got beat up on the draft this year in betting. Will they be so eager to put all these offerings up? I think they will, Jonas, because we're going to get so much more recreational money, not pro money, in the betting pool next
0: year. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry, in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the 5th Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts talked about the Aaron Rodgers situation in Green Bay and we talked about teams outside the NFC North and how they would potentially benefit we pointed out that the Packers would be a significant downgrade Uh, we pointed out that the Raiders would not be that much of an upgrade based on their draft and their overall roster but that the Denver Broncos if Rodgers were a Denver Bronco they would go from the 25th best team in the NFL to a top five contender in the league so Denver would take a significant jump But now we talk about the teams within the division, meaning the Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Detroit Lions. No Aaron Rodgers in the NFC North next year means what to who.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit on how pros make money. Sports betting, and I am a pro better. This is what I do. The second that Green Bay gets reported that Rodgers may not return, well, the sports books, they pull Green Bay off the board. Can't bet that anymore. So you, you frantically try to bet Green Bay under 11. That's the first bet you try to make. You probably miss. And then, like you said, wait a minute. This helps everybody in their division. So, boom, it's like a quarterback going through his progressions. You go to your second, third, and fourth receivers. And I went to Minnesota first over eight and a half wins, still on the board. Boom, I bet that. I bet Minnesota to win the division three to one. I went down to Chicago over seven wins. Has to help Chicago as well if the Packers are a lot of worse. But where I drew the line, Jonas, is with the Detroit Lions. I could not do it. <laughs> I could not play over five wins because, frankly, oh, the Lions man. were one of my favorite under bets. Really hard strength of schedule. So even though the schedule got a lot easier, okay, maybe the Lions can win one extra game if they get Green Bay at home. They're still not going to win six games. I did not <laughs> bet on the Lions.
0: You're like the guy who refuses to buy Windex from the $0.99 cent store. You'll just go next door to like a supermarket and pay $2 more because you refuse to, to be acknowledged uh, as shopping at the $0.99 cent store. You just refuse to shop and try and back the Detroit Lions in any, in any regard whatsoever. You're embarrassed of the Detroit Lions <laughs> and the look that, you, that it would give you uh, behind the gates there in the hills of Las Vegas. So that's why you don't want to bet the Lions, isn't it?
1: I have no problem betting bad teams. I have a major problem betting teams like the Lions that just are perennial losers.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, all right, so Steve Fezzik, uh, it is best bet time here on Fox Sports Radio. And for that, we go to the NBA and we go to South Beach in a matchup coming up 8 p.m. Eastern time between the Mavs and the Heat.
1: I'm going to keep this very simple. Dallas, Miami, I'm going to go under 215 and a half. Both these teams right now sitting as the number six seed. They both want to win, and here's why. Big motivation. Avoid that play-in game. Neither team wants to drop down to number seven where they go ahead and have to play a play-in game. Even if they win, they won't be rested. It's a big distinction this year versus prior years. Teams are very motivated to get that sixth seed, and we saw that last night. I know, Mackenzie, you saw the game. The Lakers, they're a team trying to stay out of that play-in game. Huge intensity defensively, correct? Held the Nuggets to their second lowest total of the season, and it was, it was a rock fight from the start. Gritty effort from Frank Vogel's team. I expect more of the same tonight. We're going Dallas, Miami, under two fifteen and a half. Best bet.
0: Yeah, but betting the under is not fun. <laughs> I mean, like, what's fun about that? You're just betting on negativity. Like, you just want to live in a negative world. You're, like, you're just like, what are we, what are we doing here? You're like betting on car accidents. Like, come on, Fez. Like you, like, isn't it more fun to bet the over? I, I, everything's good news. Every free throw, three layup, it's all good news. Come on. <laughs>
1: I bet the Grand Salami under in baseball. That's the total run scored by all teams. If I can bet that under, I can bet any under, Jonas. It's fun to win. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch
0: all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.